Hey, what's up, world? It's Rise in Ottawa, Canada, and uh, today I got something special for you. Um, I'm off to the train station right now to pick up Knox. So, dancer called Knox from Toronto. He also goes by Knox Sander. You may know him as Matthew Walker. Uh, regardless, he's a sick, sick dancer from Toronto, and uh, we're blessed to have him today in Ottawa, nation's capital, which is where I'm broadcasting from. And um, Essentially, uh, we came across Knox five or six years ago. My wife Sarah and I were dancing in Toronto, and we met this tall, smiling ball of energy called Noxander, and uh, immediately started dancing with him and just had a great time, and we've kept in touch ever since. We've seen each other lots at different events, uh, and we brought him down here to teach our class as well, and uh, today is the Flava Factory, so that's the studio that we teach at in Ottawa. It's their fifth anniversary, so we're throwing Ottawa's first ever house dance battle and uh, we're bringing Knox down to be the judge for this thing so I figured I'd try to squeeze in some time with him uh, in between picking him up at the train station and him judging that battle uh, which I'm also DJing at as well so it's a bit of a crazy day today um, but anyway we're gonna we're gonna get it done and hopefully I'll have a bit of time with him to talk about you know some of the deeper issues uh, surrounding being an artist so um, you know balancing life and art his progress through art a little bit about his history as well uh, what he came how he came up in Toronto, the type of dance. He's also a dancer with the Super Nats, um, a b-boy crew in uh, Toronto as well. So he's a house dancer, but he's also comes from the background of um, of a hip hop dancer, b-boy. So um, I hope you enjoy it, and uh, yeah, stay tuned. This is something I'm going to try to do a lot more, trying to interview some of the amazing artists that I know, and just sort of uh, get some of their knowledge and their their amazing inspirational energy into the world because. I feel like a lot of the amazing artists that I know, um, you know, they're just not known to the world and their craft is not, um, it's not out there for the world to, to really understand. And so I'm going to try to get a little bit deeper with these people and share with you and for myself also to just learn from them uh, some of their techniques and the way that they've they've crafted their art. And I mean, these are people that I admire tremendously and I've been blessed to collaborate with you know, from my music, um, and yeah, hoping to really get deeper into some of their processes and uh, and their life. So, I hope you enjoy it, and uh, stay tuned. Matt, welcome to Gone Monk. Good to be back. Nice to have you. And um, so, you're here today because we're we have our battle going on. So, it's the first battle put out by the Flavor Factory, um, and it's the first house dance battle in in Ottawa. And uh, you're going to be the judge at the battle this afternoon. Amazing. So it's going to be pretty exciting. Looking forward to it. Me too. Looking forward to DJing, actually. Yeah, so I got a lot of sick beats. Some tunes, man. It's going to be very fun. All right. And uh, so we had you here a few, uh, it was, I guess, a year ago now. And uh, we got into some really interesting conversations about dance, about your background as a dancer, mm. uh, sort of how you came up dancing. Let's just go over some of that. So in terms of, you know, how you got started dancing, uh, what your early influences were and that kind of thing. Okay. Well, I mean, my roots in dance go as far back as my family. Um, my mom is a big music head and with that comes dancing and same for my father. Um, the music they listen to pretty much paved the way to the kind of music I like now. Um, R&B, hip hop. Um, there's a lot of reggae in my family background so you know being Jamaican that's primarily what you can hear um, but when they moved to uh, England and uh, to Canada switched over to a lot of hip-hop and house um, 90s style hip-hop and house which which I thought was uh, amazing stuck with me all through school um, 
you know, got into New Jack Swing first, mm-hmm. uh, big influence from, you know, the whole house party scene yeah. and, and movie and uh, dance culture, um, pressed on to, to actual uh, New, New Jack Swing and then b-boying, sorry. Um, and then got into house shortly after that. Um, and house has primarily been my focus since, and I like to kind of mesh the styles. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like to just use everything I have. I really just like to dance in general. So, you know, whatever yeah. tools you have, you use them, yeah? Yeah, and that's really, to me, I mean, what house is anyways, this this mashup dance that's grown out of all these different influences. We were talking about capoeira earlier, right. and how, you know, I mean, you know, the whole loft influence in Europe, and I mean, I, I love, that That to me is really the, the, the ingredient in the house dance that really sets it aside from the other street, st- well, street styles, but I mean, urban dance styles, is the softness that comes with the capoeira, you know, and, the, and that whole lofting approach. Um, you know, like, the best way I can describe it is, like, you know, where where b-boying is much more of a battle, the house dance, it's almost like you're making love to the floor and to the environment. It's just, like, this beautiful love and vibe, you know? It's, so, yeah, it's definitely more of a sharing yeah. than it is a, a competitive... Uh, For sure, and it's funny because we're doing a competition this afternoon. Yeah, uh, yeah. So are you going to talk to the crowd a little bit about what you're looking for in terms of the, the competitive I, aspect of it? And, I like, break always it down? do, and you know what? A lot of judges have their own style and how they judge, and me, I'm very open. I like to see people's differences and abilities and uniqueness come to light. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... I mean, like, we have our foundations, and yes, we all have our, like, you know, similar movements that we, we grew on, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I like to see what what your soul has to bring to the table. I don't want you to feel restricted. Um, I want you to experiment. Um, I want you to... You know, if you're not even a house dancer, but you like the music, I want you to do your style to the house music, and I want you to adjust that style mm-hmm. to fit it. You know what I mean? So, I'm very open-ended. Um, it shouldn't be done in any one way. Um, you know, <clears throat> you can respect the style and the culture uh, on one side of it, and then um, love it on the other side enough to want to help it grow by adding stuff to it, which mm-hmm. can only come from doing different things and and people bringing and giving um what they have to the table so right um, yeah it's something that we come across a lot in the dance and i mean especially dancers starting out you know i mean obviously you got to teach them something in a class so you teach these steps and and you know certain people teach choreography um but it's it's such a long path and this is part of the reason why i want to have this conversation with you is that uh for most people starting out in dance, or really in any art form, I mean, you look at these very high-level artists, and uh, I forget the quote, but basically in a, a book that I read where they say that you're, as a, as a starting out artist, you have this, you have very good taste, you might be very discerning and be able to say, oh, that's great, like, I can, I really appreciate what that person is, that artist has done, but it's the, what you're lacking is the capacity to get to the point where you can do that, right? So, it's a very frustrating period for people starting out, and especially, you know, you, uh, people coming into a dance class, they may see this dancer, say yourself, um, and, and they want to be able to do what you do, but it's such a long path to get to the yes. point where you are, right? So, for you, you're so deep into it, um, I forget where I'm going with it now, but uh, basically, the the when we're teaching these steps it's it's to try to teach them that these are just little building blocks in the big very picture much so. right very much so just the building blocks i mean these aren't necessarily the steps you're going to be doing three four five six years down the line they yeah. may, you may have altered them and you may have uh, made them your own and changed them in such a way to for you to adapt to 
So they're just building blocks, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, all my foundations I, I have in the back of my mind, but I rarely, you know, unless I'm just training or, or sharing, um, I I rarely do them. I, I like to kind of do what, what I do now. I like to do mm -hmm. some of the stuff I've created, which stemmed from those building blocks. So that just takes time. I mean, there's really no rushing it. Some people learn faster than others. Some people, um, you know... Uh, I have there are people that learn lots of little things very very quickly and then there are people that learn like one thing very specifically and very fine tuned so everyone has their own little different learning mechanisms and strategies yeah. and you know there really is no reason to, 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 to rush that or to, to feel like you need to be five years up when you're only one year yeah. in so that's a tricky thing to get people to embrace. And I mean, I've certainly come across that myself, and especially starting out with music. I mean, then this is, we're, we're talking like even 30 years ago, 25 years ago, and I was really starting with a lot of the instruments, and I would listen to stuff, and, and just, you know, you want to do it, and you just, you can't, you have to be patient with it. And even right now, I'm, I'm learning pandero, and like we were talking about, the pandero's the, uh, one of those drums up there, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but very technical, and, and really, you need a lot of motor skills to finally attune you know, especially with this type of movement, which is a really weird movement that you don't <laughs> normally do. <laughs> and so, uh, and you, you listen to a really good Pandero player and you watch it and they're just like, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you're like, wow, you know, that's years of practicing those 10,000 hours, you know, probably times 10, you know, of practicing it. So, yeah. Um, so, okay. So we talked a little bit about how you started out. So you, um, and, and the different styles that you bring into it and now Capoeira as well. So how, how do you yeah. find that's been influencing your, uh, um, Capoeira has always influenced my dance. Um, I didn't fully embrace the the martial art or the the culture until I started taking it again recently. So I'm about five to six months in now, and um, I've done it before, you know, on and off here and there. And I definitely used the moves a lot, and and they crossed over into to my whole b boy realm. Um, but now, uh, now that I'm understanding the music more, the songs. Um, the whole idea of the hoda and the circle and the, the the communication between you and the other the other practitioner, um, it's really really uh, opening my mind again. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the thing with the dance. You, your mind just continuously just another door opens over and over and over again. And you know, you may find that a door is not opening occasionally, but um, when you take up something else or when you have another influence. Um, more doors keep opening and it helps you shape and mold your, your, your dance in this whole house thing. So Capoeira has definitely done that for me. And uh, in the last six months, I've just been like, wee, this is great, all <laughs> over again, you know? And um, Get a new sandbox to play in, you know? Brand new <laughs> sandbox. It's great. It's, um, I have so much... It's been about 15, 16 years now and I feel like there's just so much more I can do now. Yeah, it's amazing. It's endless, right? It's endless, and uh, for body permitting, you know, I'm yeah, just gonna yeah, yeah. <laughs> ride it till the wheels fall off, pretty much. But um, it's a, a great new resource for me, definitely. So, body permitting. Speaking about that, I mean, that's a whole other realm. We touched on that last time we spoke. Yeah. Um, in terms of injuries, and I mean, this is something that comes up often with dancers. Uh, almost every dancer I know has had 
you know, multiple in injuries in different parts of their bodies. Right. Uh, and so I think a big part of being a dancer is just being able to find some type of a practice, be it yoga or, you know, some type of stretching, Pilates, whatever it is, that's going to help you uh, to regenerate and to take care of your joints, right? Definitely. And uh, if you look at a lot of traditional dances, they do have extensive warm-ups in them and they have extensive routines that they do. Uh, and that's one thing that I find is really lacking in a lot of the, the you know, if you look at contemporary, you know, what they call hip-hop, um, you know, and, and a lot of dance studios don't, don't really encourage is that that much what are your thoughts on that and, and what do you do personally uh, from the classes I have taken uh, there is usually sometimes a small portion for stretching and warm up which is I, I encourage it I think it's very very necessary um, not everyone does it um, some kind of just focus more on the warm up which I think is very very important as well mm -hmm. um, the stretching may come later after on your own accord when you're done class you, you should definitely take a minute to kind of stretch your your stuff out because it'll definitely affect you later on me personally when I teach classes I always do a warm-up and a stretch so my warm-up is pretty intense by the time it's done you're already sweating and loosey-goosey so it's time to, to stretch out and the stretches usually pertain to movements or or transitions that you're gonna be using in the class so you know like a lot of jazz split oriented stretches or um sorry i don't know the, the name of some of these stretches yeah, but just cool. typical yoga stretches that mm -hmm. we use um on the floor that you wouldn't even realize they, mm -hmm. they're actually transition moves and yeah and they're related to the to the actual functional movement that you're, you're yeah, performing right you're performing so yeah. I use a lot of those, and uh, I don't spend too much time on it because class time is limited. An mm -hmm. hour for a class is is usually the average, short, yeah. and that goes by very fast. So you don't want to spend too much time doing that, which I get. Um, uh, hour and a half, two hours, you know, you can spend some more time on it. Mm -hmm. um, but the whole stretching and taking care of yourself, um, a must, definitely. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm definitely for, it and I include it in my classes. I encourage. I actually um, a lot of the stretches that. I really like I've actually taken mm -hmm. from workshops mm -hmm. and and influences that whose classes I've gone to um, so uh, you know I apply them into my own little stretch kind of routine if you will or choreo just to kind of get the get a good pace going so it mm -hmm. doesn't feel like I'm choosing what stretches to do mm -hmm. So. so you work it in, yeah, make it functional. No, that's dope. Yeah, and that's the amazing one. Another amazing part of of dance is it's funny because it's such a minimalist art form in the sense that you you don't really need anything to do it. You know, you got your sneakers, your gear, whatever you're wearing. Um, but it's this world that you enter into, and a lot of times I like to think of it almost like like a collection of moves. You know, it's like you're this collector of these different you know modalities of movement, and like. Often I'll be dancing and I'll just something will come out of me or you know I'll just I'll just throw something in and I'll be like oh I'll just remember the person who taught me that move you know it's an amazing thing like yeah. it's this journey into your past and into your learning that every time you go onto the dance floor and and you you journey through these this collection that you've gathered over the course of your life you yeah know, it's pretty mental amazing collection it's all there it's all spiritual yeah. mental it's all there it's sometimes you forget about a move and it, it does come out when you're feeling the music and it's appropriate and the timing is right and yeah. it's not forced it's just like oh yeah you, you know that that moment um there was something about that move that made sense that your body was trying to tell you yeah. you know what i mean so um that's deep man definitely agree with that um and i've had that experience as well too i've definitely would consider myself a collector as well i mean to the point where I, <laughs> 
I can't really remember a lot or all of them. You know what I mean? I yeah. I went through a phase. You know, uh, it was it was a very b boy thing to write your moves in a little booklet. Yeah, we did that too. Keep track of everything, and I thought it was cool at one point, but uh, there's something about it I didn't really grow into as I got older. I just kind yeah. of phased out of it. So. Um, it's all up here now, man. Yeah. It's hard to write down a move, actually. You it, know? It's it's pretty it's hard because you, you put these vague <laughs> descriptions down sometimes that you remember at the time when you write it down, and then you know five years later, it's like leg twist to knee swirl and drop. And we have that to... same thing, man. I was just I fell upon it the other day. This book that we had when we started, Sarah and I, I started dance. This is like uh, 10, 11 years ago, and I'm reading some of the stuff. And I'm like, what? But uh, some of them still made sense, and some of them I'd, I'd forgotten actually. You know, mm. and so I was looking at them, going like, "Wow, I should practice that." It's been a long time. <laughs> I wasn't a good drawer, so I couldn't draw the picture beside the move. I had some friends that were very good artists, very visual artists mm. that could draw the the move beside the description, which would have helped me significantly. But uh, well, this is a pre pre internet pre technology problem because exactly. now I mean, you just take little snippets of it, right? Well, I mean, uh, one of my crewmates. He's got an archive on his phone. It's it's fantastic. Of all his moves and of everything, he films everything. It's I think it's very very yeah. helpful. So whenever he needs to, you know, remember something or go over his practice for for a week or a month, he can always go back. And uh, I find over. myself looking at old footage of myself being reminded of you know moves and 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 ideas that I once you know thought were good at the time, and then I phased out of it. And then, could actually make sense again. They come yeah. back to visit you again. So, um, yeah, in that way, in that method, the recording yourself and keeping track of that that stuff really mm-hmm. helps. And yeah, it's funny because that once it's locked in, it's there. It's never going to change. But then you really notice how much you change over, oh, over you a year or notice. months, even. You know, and you look back at it, you're like, wow. You know, that used to be so hard, and now it's so easy. Or vice versa. Or you vice know? versa. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> I wish I could do that again. I want to bring that back in. Yeah. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool, man. Uh, so you're talking about the capoeira, and uh, so you know. Like I said, how much I, I think that's such a huge part of uh, of house. Like you really, you see the roots of house in it. Like you, when you're when you're learning it, do you see like where some of the, you know, even in terms of how the dialogue happens, do you see some of the the influences that it's had on house? Uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, the way my master talks to me, uh, and we share our experiences. Me coming from the dance side, and him coming from the capoeira side. We. <laughs> two of the same stories coming from from different places. It's mm-hmm. like I understood what he was saying because they were so similar. Um, he referred... He told me a story about capoeira <clears throat> in Brazil back in the day being used by a lot of gangs, mm. a lot of street kids and, and thugs, um, b-boying back in the day. Gangs, a lot of street gangs and, and, and street kids would, would use this as an alternative instead of fighting, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and so... Um, you have these two street cultures that have an amazing art that is used to share or to compete mm-hmm. um, that you know um, can really change a person's focus and, and future. So we we talk about it all the time actually after class and you know I show him a move and he shows me a move type deal and um, he can even you know relate a move that he knows to something that I'm showing him. So he's like, oh yeah, we have something like this too in Capoeira. It's called, he's got all these, the names, uh, 
do chameleon. Mm. It looks like what you're doing now, and I'm just like, oh, okay, we got something like this too. So yeah. We got swipes and we got cross leg swipes. Um, so yeah, a very crossover culture, a very mutual thing between. Yeah, I noticed that a lot um, in New York. Actually, a lot of the a lot of the dancers. Uh, do you ever dance with uh, Mikael from Jersey? You ever dance with that guy? I don't think so. Okay. Anyway, he was like, it was basically like a straight up, like a like a capoeira conversation that that he would he would have with uh, his other partner that he was dancing with, and I was like, wow, it was it was it was straight up capoeira, but with with a different approach to the movement. You know, it wasn't yeah. as bound by the 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 culture of capoeira and in the. In the you know, because it also is very much a dogma. It's a very strict, you know, oh, like yeah. approach. You yeah, know? they have it's an approach. a lot of approaches that I I find myself getting tapped on the wrist for. You know, keeping mm-hmm. your hands flat on the floor, mm-hmm. um, which is probably a better position than than being yeah. out like this, right? I but I've braked like this for years. No, no, I b boyed like that for years. So it's just kind of an embedded habit. Yeah. I've been trying to go flat handed, man. Like, I guess the same for me. I grew up b boying like this, and uh, but I do think it's safer. Oh, it totally you know, makes anatomically sense. Yeah. it makes sense. It, it makes way. And I've injured sense. my thumb too. I don't know if you have. Ever I hyperextend my fingers all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, oh, I don't even think I can break the bones anymore. They just kind of bend. <laughs> like the thumb will bend back and touch here. Oh man! Dude. And then come back, and it'll hurt for like four, three or four days, and then you know I'm good to, good to go again. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but um, in terms of the the other dances, like for people who don't know house, I mean, it's it's to me the most open minded of the street dance styles, you know, of urban dance because it really does shamelessly take from from everything. And I, I guess hip hop now is more like that. I would say becoming yeah, it's becoming more like that. Hip hop definitely has a ton of foundations, mm-hmm. but you hear popping music in hip hop battles, and you hear you see. Um, you know, you see b-boy moves and you see mm-hmm. a lot of different street dance cultures being used in, in hip-hop now, mm-hmm. um, especially in the battles. But I, again, you know, for me, hip-hop has always been that kind of open culture as well, too. Just kind of, you know, I got that from house first, mm-hmm. and foremost. Is, um, hip-hop still has its uh, has its hip-hop attitude, which I, I like, and I don't think that will ever change, mm. which is great. Because you know that is very very symbolic of of the culture and where people mm. are coming from. So yeah, um, but the house you know being more of an open style in general brings an open attitude as well, which I find could range from anything. Could be an aggressive openness, can be mm. passive openness, can be uh, hyper openness. That's interesting. You know what I mean? It 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 can be pretty much from any wavelength. From any time, um, from wherever. <laughs> very, very. Never open. thought about that, but you're right. You know. Yeah. It's not just uh, it's not just the good stuff that can come out. It's no, like, no. I, I know some aggressive yeah. houses, man. I know yeah. some guys that just got stuff that they got to release. The same thing as b boys. They yeah. got it. They. You know what I mean? And you, you know, you work your nine to five, or you, you, uh, you've got some other probably personal stresses in your life. And when you go out and you dance, you don't even know sometimes that you're letting that out. But mm. people can probably see that, you know what I mean, or feel it. Mm. So, very open and very expressive style. I forget where I read or heard this, but uh, it was uh, a quote about dance that when when you dance, the whole world can see what you're thinking. 
Mm. You know, I it's like impossible that. for you to mask what it is that you're thinking inside. And I really feel that. I also feel that that's really related to the whole shedding of the ego that happens through dance, you know, because I think there's this huge, you know, we have these huge facades that we put out and we have this huge self-concept things going on in general in society. Uh, people do. And I mean, everybody does. And as a dancer, you really have to, to learn the dance, you really have to break through that. Like, you have to be able to shed the ego completely and allow yourself to, you know, become something new. Well, that's when you really see people. I find I've seen my peers and, and dance mates more when they're just letting loose. Like, I've learned more about them when they're just, you know, you have that woman, like, wow, he's really in it right now. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, yeah, you kind of, I mean, you don't assume, but you kind of be like, yeah, he's getting something off his chest right now he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's, and you can see that uh, you can also see when people are thinking though too much mm-hmm. and that kind of shields the that whole uh, channel yeah the expre- expression the right? expression yeah. you being able to, to peer through that so mm-hmm. um, when when people have let go and, and you're getting down with them in there you're comfortable and there's no uh, there's no you know no pressure, or yeah. uh, you can really, really, really see someone's not soul. Yeah, their soul, soul, man. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's deeper than that. You can see them, their like, their realness inside yeah. first. Yeah, and then present it outside. You can see the the internal to the external. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's beautiful, and that's also as a dancer the most rewarding sessions I find where you really the ones you remember the most the ones you remember the ones that are the most meaningful to you is when you really and I mean it takes a lot to it's not every time you dance right and this is something that Sarah and I talk a lot about um, is that you know there is this bliss this uh, almost like a transcendent you know, state that you get to when you're really in the zone and everything's right, the DJ is right, the music is right, the people around you are right, and this this session is happening. And it's like this connection of like, basically it's, you know, in yoga, the connection, right? So it's like you, you become one with the Atman, the whole, the universe around you, everything just becomes one, you know? Mm. And it's this state of bliss. And I've been blessed to feel it so many times in my life through dance sessions and music. And um, it's kind of what's, running the whole thing. It's kind of what everyone's aiming for, I think, in the dance. And it's very hard for somebody starting out because, I mean, I think people know instinctively that 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 happens. And when when people are interested in dance is because they can clearly see, they've seen either a performance where they experience that um, and, uh, but it's, it's how do you work through all of the work that has to go into it to get to the point where you can feel that because you can't just get up and do that you know no that those moments take time and sometimes they, they're happening and you you don't even know it they they may even pass you by that's interesting too um because you're probably focusing on something else or thinking too much or um not really taking the time to enjoy the track maybe you're anticipating a, a track to come on like you're waiting for your song to come mm-hmm. on there there are many reasons why you you may not get to that moment or um why people may feel like this is this is happening so i want to be a part of it like there's there are these moments of of pure bliss that i Mm -hmm. I, that make me want to do this style but where are they um you really have to kind of separate yourself from wanting to see that and kind of just be just be yeah you know what i mean just be in the culture you know what I mean? It, it's it's all about you, the way you make your decisions, uh, the way you dress, the way you you 
connect with your friends when you're going out, you know what I mean? It's all this this formula that kind of just works out in the background, and when everything is right, it's there. And you'll look back and you'll be like, man, that was a very memorable moment, and you'll remember it clear and as vividly as possible, and because it, it, it's already happened, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... It's um, amazing. You're, you're going to go through a lot of times where that doesn't happen, and that's not a bad thing either. That's that's just the way it is. It's never going to be picture perfect every time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a there's this one occasion I like where you you one up the bar. You know mm-hmm. when you have a good time one night, and you know you think it can't get any better. Like that was a great night. Like, <laughs> but you go out the next time and it does. And that rarely happens. But when it does, it's <laughs> fantastic. I love those the most. Yeah. Maybe that could be like you had a pre party. To go away somewhere and then you went away to like Amsterdam for a month and you just had the time of your life. You know what I mean? Like the free party was amazing. You got sent off in style. And now you're in Amsterdam for like a week or two and you're you're just like couldn't get any better. Right. So these things do happen and you have no control over them really, um, other than to just kind of enjoy the moment and kind mm-hmm. of just let it be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um often We'll find, you know, it's like there's limited time. So, I mean, everyone's super busy. We're all working. We're all doing other things, right? Um, And so, yeah, life is getting in the way of all this beautiful art, right? Um, And at the same time, I don't think the art could exist really without it because, I mean, it takes one to inform the other. Um, But so, you know, for example, like uh, what types of practices, like do you force yourself to practice? Let's say you're not feeling it and you, you happen to have, I don't know, half an hour. And and you're going somewhere in half an hour, but you do have half an hour to dance. Like if you're not feeling it, do you push yourself through it? Push yourself to drill ever? Um, my the way I I work with my training is I always have to have time for it. Mm-hmm. No dance leads to cranky knocks. <laughs> like I put me on a I'm on a six. Okay, I work right now. I'm doing seven days on, hmm. and then the next week I do six days with a Sunday off. Hmm. So seven days, six days, and I've been doing this since since Christmas time. I've been going pretty hard. Um, and at first, making that adjustment was tough. I didn't feel like I had the energy to dance. And you know, you're working these like eight hour, ten hour days, and it's like when you go home, you just want to chill. Hmm. But uh, and this is before that stretch um, of working. I If I didn't dance for, for long periods of time, I would crave the dance. Like, I would literally be at work just thinking about it. Yeah. Just breaking down the moves in my head or humming the songs. Like, at work, I can play music. I can play my own music. Mm-hmm. So that there, in and of itself, like, that makes the time just go by super fast. Um, and... I I make time for the practice. Yeah. I I I couldn't imagine not being it, it's it's a, it's a really important part of my week to rid myself of all that build up. I need mm. to it can't stay with me going into the next week. Mm-hmm. So I may miss a day or two. Um but on average between capoeira and dance, I'm I'm looking at about 3 to 4 days a week for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And um you know, there are other things you can do as an alternative if you can't, like, let's say you only have that half an hour to dance, mm-hmm. but you can't because, you know, by the time you get ready, you get there, and, you know, you get sign in, and you, 
and it's over. Um, I like to do things like uh, I like to look for music. I like mm -hmm. to look for new music. Like that in and of itself is a very um, fulfilling journey. I, I, you can end up anywhere really. You go online, you know how it is, mm -hmm. and you can end up on a site from an, another side of the world looking yeah. at, listening to new beats. Production right now is huge. Everyone is making beats, which is great because now you have this plethora of opportunities and different sounds to, to sift through. There's so in so much half music. an hour, mm -hmm. you know, for me, I could probably pierce through about half an hour. Let's say that's 30 minutes. I could probably get at least 30 new tracks for sure. Amazing. You know what I mean? And incredible. Then, when you have new music, obviously you want to dance to it, yeah. so you will find the time to take that music and, and dance to it. Yeah. So, it, you know, half an hour could could turn into an hour and a half or two hours of, of great sessioning because yeah. you have this new music. That yeah, that's another, the amazing thing about as a dancer is that when you are listening to the music, you do, you're constantly learning and thinking about this collection of moves that you have in your head and it's just kind of processing, right? So the, the act of even just looking for music or listening to it is also part of the dance mm -hmm. yeah, it's amazing Definitely. I've been digitizing my record collection like it's you can see there's still a few hundred records over there but I've gone through like probably about 2,000 records in the last couple months and just like been culling and you mean you know putting them in mp3 format yeah just digitizing them into mp3s and uh, it's it's an amazing journey to go through all those old records and, and listen to stuff again and some stuff mm -hmm. is like brilliant and it's amazing and then other stuff's not so much you know or maybe I just don't think it's brilliant right now maybe it it's is changed and, yeah. yeah or maybe I've changed and you know it's like music has changed for sure but it will always be there right mm -hmm. and your feeling around that will always change you mm -hmm. know what I mean that track will always be there and maybe like you know, another five years from now, it'll make more sense again. You know, mm -hmm. You're just sitting down having a, a cigar or something, or a <laughs> cup of tea. A cigar. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think I'm definitely going to be one of those old dudes that listen to jazz when they get older, and I'm not going to smoke a cigar. Like, I'll, I'll smoke it to, like, kind of just... Candy cigar. Yeah. But I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to be listening to my jazz music and, and, like, going back to my archive and, mm -hmm. like, like... Picking out what makes sense for me now, because when you when you find music and you, or even dance when you when you practice, you're you're doing it for your future self too. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like all these moves that we're archiving and all this music we're collecting. You know what I mean? It's it's it all comes in handy down the road. It's mm -hmm. all it's all for you, yeah. like in the present and the future. You know what I mean? So that's that's what the past is for. Yeah. I had a tabla teacher. I studied the Indian drum, um, and. He was, I think he was 75 when I trained with him, and he would just, he kept it, like I was, I was younger, I was, must have been about 25 or so when I was studying with him, and he said, Eric, you're going to enjoy it so much when you're older, you know, when you're my age, and this guy he got up in the morning, did his yoga, you know, spent time with his family, and then he would play for hours, you know, two, three hours in the afternoon, just sitting there, just playing, and he was like, you're going to enjoy this so much when you're older, you know, it always stuck with me, because it was like, I can't think of a better hobby, you know, I mean, I mean, really music. Percussion specifically, I think, is very related to dance, and it's, it's basically you're dancing with your fingers on an instrument, you know. And uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to it's a beautiful thing to grow older in the dance as well, right? That's a whole other topic. It's we funny. Can... It's funny you say that too, because you know, obviously, you're going to enjoy it when you're older. You're, you're you want to be able to enjoy it when you're older, but you also want to enjoy it in the now. Yeah. But you know, going back to what you're saying about wanting to get to that point faster and mm -hmm. like kind of. Um, how can you say fast track the process it, mm -hmm. you really can't you know mm -hmm. what I mean so I mean you can still enjoy it now 
and you're definitely going to enjoy it down the road. Mm -hmm. But that's no reason to feel like you're not getting anywhere yeah. or feel discouraged from doing whatever it is that yeah. uh, you're doing. But it is discouraging for people. I think, uh, you know, and I mean, it's not just us. I mean, some of our teachers, like we were talking to Tom McGregor in New York about this, about how to keep people interested in coming out to his session. He's, you know, on Monday nights, he teaches his class. And this is one of the most brilliant dancers in the world. And I mean, anytime we go to New York, we always go take his class. Um, but I mean, even he's having trouble getting people to commit to coming to dance with him, you know. And I mean, we run our session on Saturdays here, and it's it's tough to get people to come out. You know, there's always something else that's taking people away from it. And you know, bring somebody like yourself in, and it's great. Everyone comes out, and then it fizzles out. You know, I mean, you yeah, gotta like is, you gotta is. tease them with something new. You know, it's like that's just human. I think you know. So it's rare that a dancer like you. So that's why you're so great at it because you, somehow within you, you have found the recipe uh, for how to stay motivated. It's the same with me with music. I mean, it's like if I have like, I can't go a day without dancing or making music. Like, that's just insane. You know, even if I've worked, <laughs> I, like, I have sometimes in my day job, like, days where I'll do 14 hours, literally. Like, I will start working at, at 8 in the morning, and it's, like, midnight, and I come back here, and there's no way I'm going to sleep. Like, the lights are coming off, the door's coming, it's going to close, and I'm going to be right there working, and, and I'm going to work for two, three hours on there and get in my zone. And then at the end of the day, when I'm like, yeah, I've made something beautiful, I felt that connection, then I can go to sleep. Right, I but sleep. I would rather not sleep. Then not do the art. You I know? feel you, so. man. I feel you. You, gotta, you need the art in some shape or form. You definitely need it. You might not be able to dance at two or three when yeah. you're coming in the, late at night, but you the whole music thing, or even just you know going through your footage and your archives. Yeah. Um, even just having a conversation about it, something mm -hmm. to take you there spiritually and mentally, is 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 just as fulfilling as well too. Yeah. Agreed. And that brings me also to the, you know, the difficulties that we face as dancers or as artists in general, but for yourself specifically as a dancer, you know, not just in terms of, of um, mm -hmm. making the time to practice, which we talked about a lot, um, but also, you know, other barriers. It could be the injuries that we were talking about that get in your way. It could be money, you know, yeah. stress, like other things from life. So, you know, what are some of your thoughts on how to, how to keep it, you know, how to keep trusting it and keep doing it hmm yeah for me oh man it's become such a lifestyle man that I just I just do it now mm -hmm. but um you really gotta love it man I can't explain it any other way than that you have to love it you have to it has to be like a huge part of you that you make the time, you make the money, or you sacrifice whatever it is you got to do to do what you love, and that's with with anything in life. Mm. You you mold this this way of being so that you can do what you love to do. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm not a rich dude. Um. And probably not the healthiest. I'd like to, you know, you want to be like Zen mode, healthy, like you know, full out energy and everything. I'm probably not. Um, I don't have the most, the most time in the world because you know I do, I do need to work and you know I've, you know I have a future to think about. There's many things I could go on, and and around all that, you weave through all this with your love, so that you can keep doing it, and you just become this this being of love, of of, of what it is you like to do. Word. And it, it just it works out, you know what I mean. But you have to love it. It's the yeah. only, it's really the only way, and it's hard now, as you say, because you know, um, 
to to have people come out to these things. Um, it's there's so many different things now. It's hard. Everything is just so um, out there and in your face and little jabs. Like there's like a lot to to pay attention to. There is. And then you know the focus is always changing. Um, so you really need to be drawn into to whatever it is that you love so that you can weave around all of the obstacles and continue to do it. Yeah. Um, it's a different landscape uh, in terms of the media, and it's a different landscape in terms of the corporate environment that we're living in with these companies everywhere bombarding you constantly with stuff. I mean, more than, like, I've noticed it in the last 10, 20 years, and then the internet just coming in the last 10, 10, 15 years has really shifted, and I think it is a very different landscape for artists now. It's completely different now. Like, I remember time moving slower in the sense that, you know, and obviously, like, I was younger, so I had more time for it, but I don't know if the kids now coming up are putting in the blocks of time the way that we used to when we were younger, yeah. you know? I remember, I mean, time stood still for us. Like, it was like, there was nothing going on. I mean, there there was no Instagram, there was no Facebook, there was no internet, okay. there was none of that, no Twitter, there was none of that, like, and that's constantly distracting people from it, and I, I can't help but, when I listen to you, you know, you're saying, like, there's all this new amazing music, there is a vast amount of music coming out constantly. I can go on SoundCloud, and just like you, within, you know, half an hour, I can find tons of tracks, Yeah. but... Very far and few between are the ones that are really, really, really stand out as being excellently crafted and just absolutely fantastic, right? And uh, same with all the records, too. I mean, it was the same back then, too, but there were... There were a lot of obstacles. Like to get a record pressed, I mean, you had to jump through hoops, man. Like it was, <laughs> it was not like oh, I just put it up, make it tonight, and put it up on my SoundCloud. You no. know, like it was a different world, man. Like it cost money to do that. You had to press it. if you want to do it properly. You had to get it mastered properly. You had to put a test pressing, check it in the club, yeah. and then go back and fix whatever, and then press it. And it was it was expensive, man. Yeah. Like you know, it was crazy. So it was. I feel like because of the techno- technology being the way that it was, um, it pushed people to really focus focus in and really make stuff special, you know? Yeah. And only the, the top, top stuff ever used to really come out, right? Um, but it is a different landscape. Now. Yeah, it is. But then also creativity is more now, I well, think. Well, yeah, it's just, you know, quality versus quantity, mm-hmm. pretty much, or vice versa, quantity versus quality. <clears throat> so, I mean, we have a lot to sift through these days. We, we have do. a lot of quantity through many different means of media and mm-hmm. technology, and now we we have to maybe dig a little bit more and there might be a little more, you know, um, fluff, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, definitely back then. There was a a different world. (laughs) I used to go to the record store, you know, and I mean, I used to spend money, like two, three hundred dollars a week on records. And it was money that I, even now I would be like, ah, you know? But I mean, at the same time, that's what was fueling the whole thing too, is all of us spending money on it and keeping it up. So, I mean, in a way, I'm I'm also uh, the reason that the industry or whatever is not the way that it was because I'm not spending the money either. I'd rather just go and listen to stuff on SoundCloud too, right? So it's a whole shift. Uh, in terms of growing older, like how do you feel that uh, your dance has shifted as you've gotten older? With how has your approach to dance, how you how you do it, how you train for it, how's that shifted? Um, well, my body's changed, uh, my weight's changed, my my um, energy levels have changed, um, and my dance always changes too with that so um i just you just to kind of adapt to to the time that you have to put into it mm-hmm. and um 
uh, I've always tried to make sure I can do the moves and the style. And when I say this, because I sometimes I tend to change my style. Like, let's say within house, sometimes I like to just focus on the footwork and just be very footwork pattern oriented or just be on the offbeat or just, you know what I mean? And it depends on my feeling. Um, and sometimes I like to do a lot of floor work and play on the floor. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I, I tend to like to keep or hold on to like my favorite methods of, of thinking within that dance. Mm -hmm. Like, so that I can always kind of freestyle in that realm and, and, and not fall off of it because I haven't done it in a while. So I, for me, it's like definitely um, footwork, flow. And uh, the other thing I like to do is I've always had this image of how I used to dance when I, when I started, which was a lot more free. Yeah. And the word free is very important there because I didn't have... I mean, my influences were coming from all over the place and there was I was trying to like see everything, but... When it got down to it and I was dancing, there was just really just my core, mm -hmm. right? And I, I never, ever want to separate from that. That I've tried to drag along with me yeah. the entire way. And I encourage everyone to do that too. Because at one point, if you look back at your older footage, you danced different for sure. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Before you found out what House Foundation was, mm -hmm. when you were just going out to the club to dance, you were this... This this energy, this being of energy, raw. was just raw, yeah. exactly. And so, um, I I remember those feelings. I remember how I felt when I used to dance back then. That's like, amazing. When I used to go to the clubs and you know I was just doing my own thing. Nobody even cared I was there. I was just there mm -hmm. and I was just doing my thing. And I remember that. And I I try to bring that with me too. And I want that to be with me until the end. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. Mm. I yeah, like that's a great point. I think for all artists, you know, because that that initial connection to the art, that initial impetus and drive to do um, is what really is driving the whole thing. But often as we go along, as we get different teachers and we, we get the good, but there's also a little bit of the bad in there in that it mm. regiments our thinking a little bit Very as well. Much so. And it limits us. Yeah. Yeah. That's deep, man. That's like, that's what I'm, that's gone monk right there. That's like <laughs> <laughs> My influences are, str are pretty strong. Like the people that, that have sucked me in and that I've, I've, you know, have learned from and have 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 um, uh, modified and changed my my movement to kind of like kind of replicate, but you know, keep myself in there. I've it's, there's some pretty strong influences, man. Mm -hmm. I, it can't be helped. Um, yeah, you can't you can't help it. It comes comes in and it shifts your thinking. Shifts your thinking completely. Yeah. In the best way, too. You know? Oh, yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, you need guidance, right? You do. Especially yeah. in this culture, you can't do it alone. Mm. No, it's... A, I mean, and the whole thing is this amalgam of everything that's come before. It's it's this, like... It's a culture. Like, it's just... And it's... And you're being enculturated or encultured as you, as you learn. And uh, it's impossible to separate, you know, yourself from it. But at the same time, you don't want to get crushed by it. No. And you want to stick to that, that root of who you are, right? And that's also the essence of, like... Um, you know, being genuine, like, I mean, you know, that to me is like the highest order of art is where you can be genuine. And what, I mean, what does that even mean? But to, to be genuine is like to be true to the roots, to be true to your artistic vision that you have inside that's driving you because we don't even understand where that's coming from, what it is, and but we're chasing it as artists, you know? 
So yeah, it's this endless journey of trying to figure out the recipe. It's also like cooking in a way. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's like it's like making this special dish, you know. Mm. Um, so one thing that I love about dance, and uh, I mean this is an expression of, of this uh, what I want to talk about here, is the relationship that we have not only with our teachers but with our peers in the dance scene, right? Yeah. And I mean I have so many beautiful deep uh, relationships with different dancers that I know, and a lot of these conversations actually um, or the concept for this type of conversation started in the club and I joke around that it started sitting on a subwoofer you know yeah. in a nightclub and sometimes we would have these conversations to talk about this aspect and I'm like craving this because as an artist this is you know the real you know this is the real deal for you but it's so hard to find stuff about this you know I don't know if you find that it's difficult to find I mean there are some books about it you know yeah, I mean, no, the some, information is there but you know. the the purity of, of those conversations and the knowledge you get from them are are pretty priceless and hard to replicate. Yeah. I've had the subwoofer conversation many times <laughs> or the back corner or, or just the standing in the cipher and then talking and then you know, <laughs> the cipher's done and we're still talking. <laughs> you know, the, the, um, or the conversations with the DJs or yeah. even the lady at the door that knows about the club yeah. that's been, you know, at this club for forever long. Mm-hmm. Um, priceless information mm. and knowledge out of those. So... Um, some of the people that I've met or that I dance with as well from this culture, they I, I relate them to a, a certain feeling or or time mm-hmm. or the way I like to go. For example, my best friend DJ, like you know, we like to we're, we're like the journeymen. We like to just pick a random place. We might know the DJ, we might not. And we like to just go. We don't necessarily want to know the rest of the crowd, but we like to go on that journey where it's like we don't know what's going to happen that mm-hmm. night. Or you have your cipher crew, you, you people that you know. We're going to go out. We're going to tear up the club. <laughs> we're going to just cipher it up all that. You know what I mean? And or you have your people that you you um, okay. Hey, I'm I'm going to be the leader tonight. Everyone, come follow me. I'm going to take you guys out tonight and show yeah. you what's good. You know, in the city again. So. Um, it's giving that kind of, of knowledge or a kind of experience. Being an ambassador sharing. almost. You know? yeah, yeah, is is also important as well. That's dope. So how would you describe your relationships with some of the dancers that you dance with? Like, what would you say? How, how What do they mean to you? And, uh, you know, what kind of relationship do you have with them? Uh, I have some pretty good relationships, I would say. Um, so, you know, it, it goes back to what I was just saying before. Um, so let's say, like, you know, I have my musically inclined uh, relationships um, where, let's say, like, me and Mikiko, you know, have that moment where we hear a song for the first time and immediately we look at each other and we're like, this is the... This, <laughs> this is, the is it. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, we have that same ear. Like, it's almost like, like even if I wasn't in the room, she I know she'd be looking around <laughs> to see if I heard it. That's awesome. Um, or... You know my 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 best friend with, with BJ. If you know when we're getting down, you know we can really get down sometimes. It's just like we don't even know what's going on around us, and before you know it, we're like this in this huge cipher, and we don't know how that happened. We were just kind of taking it casual, you know. Um, so my my relationships with with people vary based on. You know, based on a lot, really, based on our differences and our similarities and the timing of those two things kind of coinciding at the mm-hmm. same time. 
Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> there no, there, there, there are many different types of I have different relationships with many different people, like uh, my, my students. Yeah. You know? And you learn from your students? You learn from your students as well, too. They yeah. give me so many ideas. Anyone that I've, you know, been able to practice with and that I've been trying to pass knowledge on to, when I see them do something that I've taught them and maybe they didn't do it right, yeah. but it's like... They did it right for them. It, that was good though yeah you know what I mean you want them to hold on to those things and often it's not even related to movement it could be even just you know how there's the movement and then there's like almost like the intention behind the movement yeah. you know and sometimes they'll do something and, and it's a different intention and you're like wow I never thought about that or I never you know I never realized it could be that way you know that's the beauty of them it's so much variety in how people's expression comes through their bodies right and I'd like to say this as well too that's another thing with uh, the whole journey as well as the relationships that you that you that you that you create that you Absolutely. make, yep. you know what I mean, and that's part of the process as well too. It's not even just the dance itself, although that is important. And you you know going back to wanting to be five years down the road, but like you can't fast track a relationship either. Yeah, you know what I mean. That has to start from scratch or from the beginning as well too. So. Yeah. You, it, it's a journey and you got to be patient with it you got to treat it gentle um question about um the way that dance is portrayed in the media so in the mass media so how do you feel about about that like do you feel that it's an it's it's a realistic portrayal of it i mean do you like what you see of dance in the mass culture how do you feel about it? I think in the media, sometimes it's enough to get the attention of a lot of, of youth or, mm -hmm. or people that, that have an interest or that it's enough to spark something or it's enough to like kind of push people to seek. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't think it's enough. I think, you know, again, going back to this pre-internet era, it, it was just a feeling that I had that I wanted to explore this thing and I would go out and, and, and hunt for mm -hmm. it. So now, um, with all this oversaturation in, 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 in media and, 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 and the internet and being able to kind of just kind of fast track and sift through whatever you want to find what you want, yeah. um, the media kind of distorts the purity of, of, of that whole seeking what you're looking Fully. for. Um, yeah. I, it, it, it still helps. I mean, and you know, it can't be helped. Actually, it's that's just the way things are now, mm -hmm. and is, I don't yeah. necessarily disagree with it. Yeah, but uh, I I like the way I I kind of you know found my calling, and um, I I the only way you can kind of you know um, pass that on is to to share it, right? Mm -hmm. So I I encourage my anyone that I teach to go out the way me and my best friend grow out, go hunting, you know, go find these these hidden gems these parties that you know i can't find anymore i can't be going out every thursday friday saturday night but you you know you're in your prime man go out go explore you don't need a whole crew of dancers to go out and dance sometimes mm -hmm. and to to go out and party or to to travel you you know you, you don't even really need anyone you can soldier it i've i've done a lot of solo soldier missions where yeah you go by yourself and you come back with like with a ton of new new some friends, of best, and, some of the best nights I've had, yeah, yeah. So like that. you, I really think it's important to again love love what it is that you're doing, love love this culture, and to um, go out there and kind of explore it by your own means, but like fully, you know, mm -hmm. just immerse yourself, in immerse it yourself in, in it. Don't uh, don't you know it. 
there was a thing back in the day to go out and 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 stay out and not come back home mm-hmm. until like five in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I find that with the whole club culture dying now, you know, in Toronto, club culture is it's not dying, but it's changing around the world, bro. Everywhere. Well, there you go. Um, I it, you find that you know people go out and, and people are leaving by like twelve o'clock, mm-hmm. you know, ish. Um, if you really, really like this dance, then you really should try to maximize the amount of time you have to do it for when sure. you go out. And you know, it's unfortunate we can't always do that, but I mean, it's it's how I've gotten to where I am today. So I mean, if, mm. if you want to do that, you got to do it. Yeah, well, yeah, you just and you make the time for it. Um, I find there's this interesting thing. How I had a couple of interesting conversations with people about this um, because of this democratization of the media and the fact that Instagram, Twitter, whatever, everybody can put out their stuff so easily. Um, it's just everyone's creating so much content that you know there's just an abundance of stuff out there, and for something to really jump out, it's got to be like gimmicky and amazing, and like it's got to hit everything. You know, it's got to like trigger these things in your mind that and then you'll end up seeing it but if it's just an amazing dance video it may be the most amazing thing for you but you're not necessarily going to see it right and uh the funny thing is i find with this technology is that you know if if the power goes out and all these devices stop working i mean you put a thousand people in a room you know i'm gonna be drumming you're gonna be dancing (laughs) you know what i mean and that's gonna be the show that's gonna be the show (laughs) you know (laughs) there's gonna be a thousand people there we're gonna put on the show whereas now you know, it's like we have to really struggle to get ourselves in the public eye, yeah. you know? So I don't know how you feel about that. Like what, uh, how do you feel about that? Technology shifting the cultural landscape in the way that um, it affects, you know, it affects your, I don't want to say your standing, but your capacity to communicate on a wide scale. Because I do think that over time in history, there have always been the, you know, the, the, the artists that have been the ones that, that just spontaneously do this. Like, I mean, we're not the first generation to do this. Every generation before us had it, had certain people who developed their gifts that they were given and and turned into the performers, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I like, I, people always tell me, oh, you sound like a bitter old, you know, artist, whatever. You're like crusty old artist, you know. Uh, but I'm like, no, I think it's a fundamental change in how the society is organized. And uh, it's all through this electronic medium. That's yeah. just the way it is, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it we're, is. we're coming from a different time. We are. So yeah. we probably have a hard time relating to the way it is now. And I've had this conversation before. Um <clears throat> It's just, uh, it's like, again, it just goes back to getting to that core, man, and getting through to people to understand that. Um, if we could put an explanation of that out as much as all the other stuff out there, you know what I mean? Maybe people would get it, but you can't because that core lives in the being mm-hmm. of the moment, so. Yeah. No, it just is what it is, for sure, like yeah. you said. Um, but it is, uh, it is incredible as an artist having experienced that, you know, and I mean, like even, I mean, you know, something as simple as like cottaging with friends and just campfires, you know, it's like, obviously the guitar is going to land here and I'm going to perform, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but I feel like in this, like I have to do this, you know, in order to reach people. And, uh, so it's, it's a different, it's a shift, I guess. It's just a different, that's just what it takes. Different yeah. landscape. And I'm happy that you're doing it because <clears throat> the few people that are doing it, Honestly, like, they don't get enough credit, man, because it's a a very uh, pure and very, very um, 
underregarded thing to to be able to share like this. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so, um, kudos to no, you, man. Thank well, you so much you for, for what you've done for the dance and for being here today. It's gonna be an exciting day. We got the battle coming up. I can't um, wait. <laughs> it's gonna be. Really I'm fun. actually ready to dance. I have no <laughs> no injuries other than blisters on my feet from. <laughs> but other than that, um, oh man, I'm looking forward to to kind of yeah. It's it's a awkward thing to judge too. Yes, yeah, because it is. Uh, I sometimes just want to dance. Well, yeah, and <laughs> I mean, we kind of and I know you are. But I'm also, um, you know, I just appreciate all dancers. Like I just really enjoy anyone. I mean, even somebody who is not a trained dancer. I just really enjoy watching the process, and it sucks to have to judge. I've only done it once. And I didn't really enjoy it, <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the long, the long scale, like the large scale battles that you know take up three, four, five hours. Those are those are pretty intense to to kind of sit through. I mean, yeah. it's a long, it's a long day, pretty much. It, it is. Yeah. And, I mean, you started the day early this morning, so I, did, yeah. I mean, we're halfway through the day, but it's gonna be a long day for yeah, you. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> what I, time does your train leave? Actually, my tra- my bus. <laughs> oh, your bus. Back to your bus. I took the bus back because okay. the bus runs. You know, um, late night hours through the morning. So, okay. um, I really wanted to maximize the time I stayed here. I have work in the morning tomorrow. <laughs> it's gonna be a long day. <laughs> at eleven thirty a.m., but okay. my bus leaves at uh, one a.m. Okay. tonight. Okay. And then I arrive in Toronto at six thirty a.m. Wow. So okay. I'll probably sleep on the bus, or if I can't, once I get home, I can you know take a, a couple hours of Z's. Yeah, parallel on my bed and then, <laughs> then I'm gonna go to work and I love nice. the dance that much that I was I'm willing to do that yeah of course man yeah. So that's great well thanks for uh, putting yourself through it and for coming down here it's great having these conversations hopefully we'll have you back again and we'll do it again totally man and uh, yeah man just thanks for being here totally agree man yep. love you guys <laughs> hey. much appreciated right on brother <laughs> we're gonna do this so Sunday morning now the day after the event the battle the interview and uh, the after party that I played at and uh, we ended up dancing at quite late. It was a pretty amazing session. Got to exchange with some of the amazing dancers that came down from Toronto and Montreal. And uh, yeah, it was a really great day for dancing in Ottawa. And I uh, hope you enjoyed the interview. If you liked it, please click on subscribe. And uh, I'm going to be bringing you lots more of this type of thing in the future. It's a new thing for me, so I'm not 100% uh, fluent with it yet but I will become it so I appreciate your encouragement your support and uh, if you send me any messages I always try to reply to them so hit me up and I'll talk to you soon